Jared, thanks for joining us on the podcast today on Behind the Bow Tie. I'm really excited to have you. Can you just share a little bit about yourself and your story? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm married, been married now for, oh, geez, t- I'll go on 22 years. We've got four kids. Congrats, holy yeah, buckets. 22 yeah. years, <laughs> goes by really fast. So we have four daughters, a 17-year-old, a 15-year-old, 13-year-old, and a 5-year-old. You're outnumbered in the household. I'm man. totally outnumbered. <laughs> the, both the dogs are male, though. Okay, nice. So nice. we're good. We've got two male dogs. Was that kind of like a prerequisite? Hey, if we have all females here, I can get It's the only thing dogs. I could choose. So we just <laughs> we went with it. Well, that was the only choice I could make, right? Oh, I love it. What yeah. kind of dogs do you have? We have a, um, let's see, Aussie Doodle. And the other one is like a German short-haired uh, lab. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, he's the hunting dog of the family. So, Perfect. Yeah. With, with being surrounded by all these women and these girls and everything, did you have to learn how to do hair and all that kind of stuff? And I did hair when they were little. I don't do hair anymore. Yeah. Um, it's too complicated now. So and, and I just can't do it. So they gave up on my abilities to do that hair. <laughs> I think I would get fired. <laughs> I'm trying to help people's if you if you saw my good haircut here, you know, yeah. being bald, they'd be like, ah, yeah, I'm I'm I'll, I'll just trust fr- myself. I'm not the king of French braids. So <laughs> No, yeah. So I've been married for 22 years. Um, been a youth pastor, worship pastor in ministry now. This is my 22nd year. So got married, went into ministry. Um, so 22 years. I've been in Sioux Falls now for uh, 14, just almost 15 years, 14 and a half years. Okay. So So you saw Sioux Falls kind of like grow throughout the yeah, many years here. Yeah, I can't believe we've been here 14 and a half years. We came from... Um, Pennsylvania in 2000, May of 2008. So okay, just over 14 years. We're heading into the 15th year. So Pennsylvania, Sioux Falls, low transition. Just a say? little bit, you know. We're, we're like, where's Sioux Falls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So we. It was a what is it? 20, just over 2,300 miles from my hometown. Okay. Yeah. How big was your hometown in Pennsylvania? Um, it's about. I grew up just outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. Which is the capital capital city so the three cities york harrisburg and lancaster most people are familiar with they kind of make up the full size at least back then of sioux falls okay so yeah it's it's close but most people say you pennsylvania think you're from philly or they think you're from pittsburgh so but a real pennsylvania will tell you that philly should belong in new jersey and pittsburgh's kind of okay but you know we don't like philly you don't like philly okay Hopefully no one's listening from Philly, but anyway, they'll know the joke. I, I heard Philly sports fans are kind of, they, um, what, what's the correct word I want to use here? Just, um, they, they love their team. They're intense. <laughs> I, I think they threw snowballs or booed Santa at like the one of their games. The funny part is that yeah. you're having to find a word for it, and I know exactly what word you're digging for. <laughs> they're not kind at all. <laughs> they're the only sports team that's ever thrown snowballs at Santa. Yeah, at Santa. Which the yeah. history, I think it was the late 60s. And it was a fill-in Santa Claus. So it wasn't the real Santa Claus at the football game. And he was drunk. <laughs> so they figured it out, and there was snow on the ground. So they decided to just pelt him with snowballs. That so, irked the fans, and they yeah. tried to take it's him out. It's not the city of brotherly love. It's just not, there's not a whole lot of love. And a whole lot of honking, and a whole lot of turn signals. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call those. <laughs> I did like the movie Invisible um, with um, Mark Wahlberg there. Okay. From 
the, I was thinking Rocky, but you know. oh, I love Rocky too. Oh. I I do love Rocky. I, yeah. I've been to Philly. I can't say I've been in Pittsburgh, but I've okay. been to Philly, yeah. and um, I ran up the stairs from the museum where oh, they filmed you? it. Yeah, um, I was younger back that day, oh, so yeah. I accomplished that. But anymore, if I try now, I'd be sucking air probably <laughs> in stair maybe fifteen, yep. give or take. It so. was a workout. I mean, that's the way it was in the movie, and it is it is a workout to get up. To, it's been a long time since I've been there. But Rocky's got to be one of the, you know, most inspirational movies. Uh, you know, I would say boxing or even sports movies, yeah. you know, throughout 80s to the 90s. Totally so. is. Totally is. Yep. But let, let's talk, you know, with you being a, you know, worship pastor and yeah. youth pastor and everything. I, I feel like that's transitioned, you know, throughout the years. But you probably yeah. saw so, so many great stories and things, you know, throughout, you know, yeah, throughout. It's- it's um, we started ministry, youth ministry in um, let's see I started in June of 2000, straight out of college into Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So North Atlanta at a church um, just outside the I was actually just outside of Buckhead it's in the north perimeter of Atlanta, um, fairly large church. So it it definitely lots of stories, lots of mm-hmm. interesting things that's happened on mission trips and yeah, you know, um, lots of you know kids that grow up. And spend time with you and do life with you and uh my our philosophy my wife and I, her name's ashley our philosophy has always been to like like family do life together mm-hmm. you know? and so they just even this past weekend i think we counted 10 teenagers in our house just because we have a 17 15 year old <laughs> and a 13 year old now it's like like we're gonna go broke just from the food budget you know <laughs> but when you have that type of atmosphere of just doing life with people and inviting them into your home. And then it's the same way when we transitioned into worship ministry. I, I, we'd always, um, real big into the prayer movement. We were talking earlier about the mm-hmm. Catholic Church and the prayer movement yeah. inside the Catholic Church. I actually went even a level next to that into the Greek Orthodox Church. Got to get on the Mount Athos, which is like the Vatican city of the Greek Orthodox Church. And got to literally be in the, in the monasteries. That would have for been three cool. days it was it was it was cool and culture shocking all this because they still live on byzantine time oh I bet. and the first yeah. one they put us in was the oldest and lived in the oldest mentality so I had no electricity oh, okay barely any running water um <clears throat> so just the, our heart has always been in the the worship and the prayer movement and intimacy and identity and um a lot of that just carried over into being a worship pastor and then uh, also, you know, social media and administration and technology is a lot of what I've done the last few years yeah. and how those all correlate together. But just even within like doing worship and ministry for us, it was just like still cultivating family. Mm-hmm. It's more than just a performance on a Sunday morning. It's really about doing life with people and growing together. You know, you have some people come to you that have a huge desire to sing, to worship, you know, love music. Um, but just need some time to grow into things, right. you know, and you find those and you grow together. There's something impactful about growing together, you know, it's in doing life together and not just trying to build something and plug someone in. Um, you have those times where you plug people in and you get those musicians, you come in and you go right here, <laughs> you know? Um, but a lot of times it's just learning how to grow together, you know? I love what you said there. You're doing life together. You're bringing people together. Yep. And I think just going through 
life, you know, no matter if you're a teenager, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s and everything. Yeah. You're going to go through the hills. You're going to go through the valleys, but you're going to have good times and bad times. But sometimes the people you rely on are not, not just your family members, people in your church group, yeah. life group. Um, like yeah. you said, wor worship, you know, the songs that just hit hard and you're like, oh, my gosh, it, it picks you up. Yeah. And so. Yeah. And I think that that's what we've after doing this for so many years, we've just formed like when we moved to Sioux Falls, we didn't know anybody. It was like we called it blind dating. So mm -hmm. like we found this connection online. It was youspecialties.com with the senior pastor. He liked me. I liked him. Yeah. He brought us to Sioux Falls. We liked each <laughs> other. We made it official. You know, it was kind of in our joke over the years, but we moved here on like faith. Right. You know, we didn't know anybody. We just knew that this is where we were supposed to go. Um, we knew that it would probably be a great place to raise a family, you know, which it has been. It's been a wonderful mm -hmm. place. Wouldn't trade that for the world. But to be able to then build community, you know, with people that are still now doing life with us who say to you, you know, I'd go anywhere you went, you know, it just becomes wild that you hear people say that when you do life with them. So it's so encouraging. But yeah. like you said, it's the ups, the downs, the all arounds. Yeah. The, you know, there are obviously people when you do ministry that at some point they don't like you and you do hear about it, mm -hmm. you know, but that's, that's even in life. It's just the, the goal is then to just keep doing life and hopefully that will reunite and right. grow and change. You just never know, but it's, it's, um, it's been totally worth it for sure. And I think the relationships that, that you make, you know, through life, you, you meet some great people yep. and then you may get some, you know, negative mm -hmm. people as well, but overall, that, that makes who we are right and, and that's it becomes more about us. you growing at the same yeah. time too you know leadership is something that you don't just have I mean you do have leadership abilities but you're growing into something mm -hmm. you're maturing into something you're you're breaking off all those rough edges of the rock to become that smooth rock and so you, those are the challenges that you run into as a leader as you grow and right. and come into more of who you are. So yeah, it's it's definitely interesting for sure. And I and I like what you mentioned, like when you and your Ashley moved here from Pennsylvania. Yeah. My, my wife's Ashley as well, and we moved from Omaha, Nebraska, where we lived six years, to Sioux Falls. Now right. we've been here eight years, and it's just like just basically on a prayer and hope. It's like, yep. hey, we want something different. Yeah see what it's all about and it's been a blessing and it's been really really good yeah. and like like you said it's kind of like facebook linkedin like kind of like um eHarmony slash match or whatever because <laughs> you you don't know very many people even though right. you, maybe you graduated college here or went to school here 15 20 years ago right. those people got married moved on no yeah. longer live here like oh how am i gonna get out and about well usually first few places i think of is church right your work yeah and then maybe a restaurant or a bar or yeah. or nightlife or somewhere yeah. just that you could get connected with people yep. so that was one of the things too i started um started going to cafe like 13 years ago three months after they opened cafe is one of my favorite places <laughs> in town and i'm Great still coffee. going there 13 years <laughs> later but at one point they had a vip cards you know I had one of those because I went so like six days a week at one point, you know, just hanging out there. You know, they don't have them anymore. It's, it's like a legendary thing. But you know, maybe they got your face in like a plaque. Like I don't know. <laughs> I asked to get a job there once. They're like, no, you spend too much money buying coffee. So 
<laughs> that's kind of the thing you talk about communities you, yeah. you develop a community in a space with people and they see your face and it's consistent and it's like Norm from Cheers you know mm-hmm. it where is everybody starts to know your name you know so those are those community points where you start to connect so it's super good and I think spiritually or even business like having a cup of coffee with someone mm-hmm. on the discussion you can have and on how you just build that relationship and yep. just bring brings you closer yeah and in my business role at A&B I always try to find somehow some way I could connect the person I'm visiting with with something if it's a hobby or if it's business or cousin or sports team or concert whatever it may be that that, that's always my goal yeah so yeah you're pretty good at it too oh I appreciate it (laughs) tell me a little bit about um the supper club I think that's I think that's really unique and I want you to expand on that yeah you kind of opened the door a little bit for it the supper club was originally a concept that um, I created with a or had a conversation with a friend on um, and it's really basically um, the concept of it is is we go into your home and we cook a meal for an organization okay so let's just say I was on the board for young life at one point here in Sioux Falls great organization Young Life wants to have a couple people over for dinner and they want to share the story of Young Life. Well, now we're launching a church called At the Table Church, which the Supper Club is a part of that. Mm-hmm. Supper Club comes in and they cook a four-course meal for you for a suggested donation. And we have the suggested donation around $100 per person. It's a four-course meal. Um, it's actually a Greek food meal, authentic Greek food. Um, who doesn't love Greek food? I know. Right? Who doesn't love authentic <laughs> Greek food? I kind of got myself in trouble a bit the other day because there really isn't. It's hard to find authentic Greek food in the U.S. period. Because mm-hmm. um, most, most people are used to gyros. Um, uh, and so, like, the stuff that you get here is a little different. So gyros, literally, it's very hard to do. They literally stack small slices of meat until they make this big round sphere. <laughs> and then they shave it. That's how they do it in Greece. Where here it's more like hamburger type squeeze on type thing. You still get the pull on it, but it's not the small little slivers of meat that you get over there. I can see that. So it's totally different. So you go to Greece, you eat a euro, you're like, oh, they don't taste like this in America. You know? <laughs> so you start to learn that there's flavors to every country. But, you know, um, I fell in love with the Greek food, um, got their flavors. And so we're, we're, we're doing, I actually did this a year ago to raise money to go to Greece. We go about every year. Well, we do go every year. We're going in a month. Um, so I did Greek dinners for families. So it was a, it, we just charged a certain amount and we just made food and people bought them and I delivered it to their house. You know, so we had what Great was called suzukaki, which is like, it's like a kebab with meat on it. And then we had tzatziki which is the yogurt stuff mm-hmm. everybody loves mm-hmm. homemade tzatziki and then we had grilled peppers and then we had fresh pitas and the whole nine yards the works um and so we, we do greek food so the goal was is to literally come in and allow an organization to come to the table to invite people to the table share their story and then Love basically 20 percent off the profit goes back to your organization and then the rest goes to at the table um, to help us continue to build the supper club and keep that thing going. So, and also it actually will support the church. So part of, part of my goal with at the table church, which we're planting in T, uh, will soft launch here in the fall is that the salary that I have actually comes from 
the supper club or at the table restaurant side of things so that all the tithe goes back into the church. Perfect. No, that's a great um, idea. So the, this is, it's a concept. I tell yeah. people all the time, we're in concept, you know, um, and concept means in a year, it may not look anything like that. Right. But really we're trying to go, the supper club is kind of a movement from supper club to potential food truck so that we have something a commercial style kitchen that we can cook out of to a brick and mortar space we're literally in t south dakota we want to have an at the table church restaurant we call it a church around church a church with a restaurant in it where it becomes like what you're talking about where it becomes people come to the table and they oh, do yeah. life together where they come into a space and they actually feel like what a church should feel like a place of encouragement a place of connection a yeah. place of hope um, where the church literally gets to serve people, but they're coming to eat at your restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the Supper Club, in essence, is something that we're launching here. Um, I was working on the website today. It's hopefully it'll be done tonight or early tomorrow morning, um, where you can, you can reserve a night. Um, you can come in and have your organ, or you could just do a private dinner. I mean, you can literally just have a private dinner in your home. You just want to do a date night. You just want to people. do a date night. You yeah. want to invite six to ten people over to your house. Suggested donations, $100. You could feed everybody by not doing anything. And that's reasonable. If you do $100 <laughs> per person yep. for four-course meal. Four-course meal, so it would be can't beat that. Greek salad. We've been working on uh, actually worked on some of this this weekend. Teropita, which is actually cheese pie. Um, we Here we eat a lot of spanakopita, which is spinach cheese pie. So Greek salad, cheese pie, um, souvlaki, which is more just broken down meat that you put in the pita. It's kind of like gyro, but it's more chunks of meat. So, okay. Souvlaki and then uh, homemade baklava. I'm working, that's my next little thing I'm working on. That's so, really, really good. Oh, everything you mentioned, like my stuff. Yeah, right it's now, all it's homemade. We don't buy any of it. It's made right there in, in my kitchen. Um, and the funny part is every time we go to Greece, I come home with eight, nine, ten bottles of olive oil. <laughs> so it's literally Greek olive oil. In fact, I ran out. And I don't think I've ever run out of Greek olive oil in the history of all the times I've gone. So it's a good thing I'm leaving in a month to come back home with more olive oil. But even in that, we have some friends in Greece that we're talking about launching a um, single origin Greek olive oil company inside all of this. So at some point, you can hopefully buy Greek olive oil through at the table. So... You got a lot of things working. I like always. This. It's it's called the serial entrepreneurial mindset. That's what we call it. And then with the supper club at the table church here, mm -hmm. this is a fantastic idea. And even when we first talked about it too, yeah. it's like people love to visit about themselves or their yeah. story yep. over food. I think those yeah. are the most um, deep conversations you'll ever have. Mm -hmm. And even the relationships I have with so many of my friends and yeah. people, it's just like. Well, over dinner, if you yep. break bread with someone, they they have trust and they have that ownership with yeah. you on on that that conversation or yeah. whatever they're talking about. We That's can even look maybe. like at the table coming in and helping you figure out how to do a table church in your house. I mean, there's no there's no boundaries to it at all. You know, the just coming in and helping people just to be able to encounter each other around the table and good food makes it even better you know oh it does yes so we've even been talking about this as a church you know we're talking about the concept and what it looks like so this last weekend our leadership team had a meeting and i made them greek food i'm testing things out on them do you do you ever need another <laughs> tester because you can add me in yeah i, I, I had I'd people, be in. i had people on my facebook like hey can i be on your leadership team you know i need so to I get, get on the food, leadership team. right hey it's whatever it works <laughs> to get people in there 
<laughs> so we did one this weekend, and, and what we're looking at as a church um, is that we start gathering at 3 p.m. on a Sunday. Okay. And then anybody who wants to learn to cook or wants to cook, we cook a restaurant-style meal for the church. Perfect. Um, and then we all eat together, and then we have church together. You know, so what church looks like, it could be worship, it could be teaching, it could be engaging around the table. Yeah. You know, so, and, and really focused a lot in on the tea community. Um, my kids go to tea. It's a growing community. We know Definitely we're is. not going to keep people from Sioux Falls from coming to the tea, you know. But You're not going to put a gate up? You know, and just yeah, say, no, you know. no gates. We're not going to build any walls. There's no <laughs> walls. <laughs> Nothing like that. No walls. Uh, no walls. Um, <laughs> but really, um, you know, inviting people to come. It, it's very interesting because in church planting, you have to um, learn the missional aspect of your town. You go and research the history. Right. Um, and actually, the city tea was actually created off of a tea party that's what what i heard and they do teapot days <laughs> teapot days yeah. which is all based on so they had 31 names because this is what you do as a church planner you always have to research your town mm -hmm. they had 31 names they didn't like any of them and they were discussing it at a tea party meeting okay and they're like well let's just call it tea so the <laughs> whole town was totally created off a gathering of people sitting around at the table right doing life together so i was like well that's interesting that is interesting and you then know, they over tea so over they named tea they named it tea. tea yeah you know so my wife wants to start like a sweet different sweet teas i'm like no it's greek food but <laughs> she's co-pastoring the church with me by the way okay so, yeah so i have to i have to give her ideas so. a little, little give and take on both yeah. sides right no, she's great she we own an interior design company too so the church will actually launch out of our interior design company so there's couches and there's tables and already in the space. So we've been testing, like, again, this weekend we tested it out with our leadership team, what it feels like, what it looks like. So what's comfortable, what's not comfortable, yeah. what's going to bring people, you yep. know, closer. We're to talking about some yeah. cooking classes with the supper club. So like, if you want to learn how to do like crostinis, which crostinis are a really creative thing. Um, what is a crostini? A crostini, if you've ever eaten, like, um, they call it bruschetta on a bread. Oh, yeah. I love bruschetta. And so if yeah. you put it on a bread, that's the bread is normally a crostini. There's all kinds of creative things that you can do with a crostini. You can take um, different types of cheeses and put it on there and then put basil and honey. And it's so creative. So I'm going to have to do a cooking class. Yeah, I know. Th those will be there. So we're talking about cooking classes that help yeah. engage conversation. Um, I'm reading a really cool book by, um, I always get her name wrong, Shelly Niehoff. It's called Bread and Wine. Okay. And literally, it's about her life story um, growing up in church. She's actually a national um, best-selling author, New York Times. Hmm. She's written other books. Okay. But everything has a recipe and a story in it and her love for food and what happens at the table. And so it's been, um, it's been really encouraging to read some of these things. And it, our, we're not creating a concept to be gimmick or, or to create something just to, to be marketing savvy. It really was just, a, it was a dream idea that I had a conversation with God. And, and, and the really funny reality is I don't remember exactly where I had it. I just remember the idea, yeah. <laughs> you know, where God just said to me, because growing up and doing ministry for so long, it's been worship or, or youth pastor or... Uh, we own a snowplow company or you know all these different things it's like god when you know when can we just do it all together and he's like well why not now and that's where the whole love for food and because when i was little i wanted to be i thought i'd be a chef 
you know, and then I became a pastor and didn't realize that those two worlds coincide so many. I mean, how many churches are having potlucks, you know, and food is always a gathering point. And then to kind of look at the landscape of churches, like I can't find a church in America with a restaurant in it. I know they're out there. Right. I can't say I know any. I can't find one. Like it's exactly who we are and it's a gathering place of people eating together. And so there's a lot of fun things within all of it. Our our whole goal at some point is to have like a brick and mortar building with kind of a mid-century vibe to it um, because we have an interior design company. You know, we got couches with tables and tables like this and just a space where it's a hole where you feel at home, you know, and it becomes, um, it doesn't run nine to nine. It runs when we run it to run, you know. and then at other times, other people can come in and use the kitchen and rent it out and use the space. And so, so that's the, that's wheeling back to Supper Club. Supper Club is the point to which we're starting yeah. from because mm-hmm. you need a starting point. Yep, there's your starting point. Because when yeah. I started to think about this, I'm like, I don't know how the heck I'm going to do this. <laughs> that's a great, great concept idea. Yeah. And, and bringing it all together. Yeah. I, I think you can hit it better, to, to be honest with yeah. you, though. Yeah. Yeah. So the supper club is really something that we also feel like that we can do for, like I've done this as a youth pastor. You go into Pizza Ranch, you spend four hours serving people, you walk out with like sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, basically an organization can do something at their own table and walk away with potentially one hundred fifty to two hundred dollars. Right, and then and they did be, nothing. Yeah, not a, a good nonprofit <laughs> or you know right. whatever it may be. It may yep. be like a youth sports team yep. or, or something. I was just thinking mm-hmm. about that. There's a you know, T, Harrisburg, uh, that, that whole area, yeah. even Sioux Falls. So many there's so many organizations are growing and everything, and they're always mm-hmm. talking about how do I reach the next family or right. person or yeah. whatever it may be. Well, guess what? Yeah. This could definitely be the thing to do that. Right. Yeah. So you might pay $600 for your thing, but you're actually getting $150 back in return. Mm-hmm. So you're really only paying $450 because <laughs> it's going back to the organization. Right. You know, so I mean, if you look up from dollars and cents, it's very interesting at the same time. But you're also, if you're bringing investors or people to the table to help build your nonprofit, you're, you're gaining relationship, you're gaining another lead, you're gaining so many different things. And we just get to come alongside of you and help you do that. And that's really our goal is to keep building relationship. Building relationships. You know, yeah. So. And building building the trust, you know. Yep. If you're if you're inviting someone to the table and everything, and yeah. you're having food with them and sharing a story that may you may not have even shared with you know close relatives or family members yeah. and everything, that that sense of trust and everything go, yeah. goes a long way. Yep, we're having fun with it. We did a grad party. I did a couple things for a grad party this past weekend. We did my daughter. Well, actually, my wife volunteered told me I was doing a, a prom party. Ooh, prom so party. I had to do hors d'oeuvres for a prom party and tea. So for 50 people, she gave me a, a day's notice. <laughs> and you but made it happen. We made it happen, <laughs> brought in some friends, like people within our leadership team of the church, they're foodies too. Um, it's very interesting, a lot of the foodies are finding out. I got an Instagram a DM two days ago. Hey, I uh, work at such and such a restaurant in town. I'm a chef and I love Jesus, would love to connect. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let, let, let's do it. Let's just Come talk on. about food, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever works. And we talk about Jesus too. So it's, it's been a interesting journey so far as we've stepped into this. And so I bet it has been. Yeah. And the cool part is we're planning with four square denomination out of Los Angeles. And so my wife and I are also in the church planting. We call it multiply. 
uh, four square multiply. In fact, next we leave Sunday to actually go to the, the international conference in Orlando. Um, we were Very just cool. out in Portland for training and we're doing it with like 15 other church planters. So we're going through the whole thing in community with other people. And there are five of us as church plants that they call non-traditional that they've now created their own stem for us to go through mm -hmm. with a coaching uh, organization out of Pennsylvania called the Cryo Collective. And so we'll start getting coaching from that perspective now too, as we're trying to think through this entrepreneurial church plant idea. You know, it, it's, a, it's definitely, it, I've never been not one to take on big things, but for me, it's the first time I'm, I'm putting the legs to it. I've had a lot of ideas, now the ideas. The supper club idea is now we're putting our feet to it. I think everything's coming together though. Yeah. It really is like with your home decor business that you talked about. Yeah. That that that's in partnered in this. Then you got the supper club or supper club because yep. you love love cooking and yep. food. Yep. And I, I don't want to miss on this. We gotta talk about it on the podcast. It's like <laughs> Greek, Greece. Oh yeah. Talk, talk to me the connection there. Yeah, I went to Greece um in probably two thousand ten, I think is when I went. I can't remember the first year when Pastor Steve Hickey, who was the senior pastor of Church of the Gay back then, started planting um, John Maxwell's Equip. He was Love John equip Maxwell, by yes, the way. Yes, John Maxwell's awesome. Well, he started an international organization called Equip. Okay. That went through churches. So basically, you came in as a pastor and you hosted one in your city, which we started in Athens. And somebody supplies $25 for each book. Okay. And every person who comes in now goes and scatters out to their own cities, very Maxwell-like. Mm -hmm. And somebody pays $25 for all those new books and trainings. So the trainings just multiply. Right. So we started going to Greece, I think, in 2010 um, with Pastor Steve. And then I got an invitation to go on this monastic tour. Um, with him, that was my first time in Greece. We went to uh, the North Umbria, um, North North Umbria, yes, uh, North Umbria community, Celtic Daily Prayer Movement. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I at can't all. say I am. No. Um, a lot of people are somewhat familiar with it. It's it's a small little community based on the Sermon on the Mount lifestyle. Oh yeah, so we're living community yeah, yeah, lifestyle. Yeah. Yep. It's in North Umbria, so we went to a modern prayer movement. So we flew in to um, Newcastle, England, drove up to Northumbria. They stuck me in a car with, with a stick shift and made me drive on the wrong side of the road with a stick shift, with the steering wheel on the wrong side. <laughs> Somehow I got chosen to do that. Um, but spent time there and then we went, flew to Greece. Um, we were there, got off the plane the next morning, we drove to Mount Athos, hopped on a boat. Went to, you literally need like um, special papers just to get on Mount Athos. So we had to oh, get special really? papers. Okay. It's like its own nation. <laughs> kind of like getting a passport maybe a little yes, bit? Yes, kind yeah. of in that okay. way, in essence. So we did that. So that was my first time there. Um, then I just kept going back to help develop the House of Prayer in Greece. And Pastor Steve stepped away a few years ago and um, I just maintained relationships with him. So now I'm actually, I have a friend over there. That's, he's a uh, master pianist trained by a German composer. Mm. And, and he's phenomenal. His dad was trained by the same German composer. They pastored the church there. And uh, he's my piano teacher. And then his brother, younger brother, is the worship pastor of the church. And we're working on doing you stuff with him. And so we, I t I'm talking to Greece at least once or twice a week at this point. Which, by the way, we're going to do a supper club type thing with 
my friend who's the classical pianist, we're doing a formal dinner with him. He's flying over here in June, and we're actually going to auction off the dinner to raise money to go to Greece. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let me know when it's that is. It's a formal dinner okay. for six to ten people, a German-trained pianist. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's actually memorized um, three pieces, and he's going to do a 30-minute formal concert by memory. Um, he only asked me for a really expensive piano. That's all he asked for. That's incredible. You know, and then yeah. we'll, we'll supper, uh, supper club at the table. We'll do the meal. It'll be Greek food. Oh, so we're sounds like a that great off. time. I'll send oh, you yeah. the link to the okay. Auction. Send us the link. We're we'll building it right it. now. Yeah. Yep. So um, that's to help raise money for us to for our team to go to Greece. There's five of us going over next month. So we've been I've been connected with them for a very long time. They have my heart. You know. Um, I actually help another organization over there that does, um, they created an IVF company in vitro fertilization. So they created like an, what we would call an insurance company for women who are trying to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So they give them a money back guarantee that they'll get pregnant based on certain scenarios. Right. If they don't, they give them their money back. So they do everything for the, for the husband and the wife or just the mom, yeah. potentially, to get connected with an organization that they know that is good at what they do. Mm-hmm. They do all the work for you. They book your flights. They book your hotels. They do all they the fall, homework. I they love this. They do all of it for yeah. you. And then you pay them. That's, and they take care of it all for you. That's fantastic. Yeah. And there's such a need for that. Yep. United States, no matter what country. Yeah. So I'm basically yeah. the manager. Manager just means we have an American side of things we haven't launched yet. My name's on it. It's in South Dakota as a business. So we have that connection over there. Um, so that's where the olive oil kind of runs through, too. And it just it's created more relationships. This relationship, that relationship. You know, when I go there, it's like going home to family. You know, they're like, here's the keys. Go take yourself somewhere. I've been there so many times. That, that is really cool. In Greece, um, for people listening and viewing this and everything, can you describe, like, the Greek culture, the, the country itself? Because um, that, that's somewhere that I've yeah. seen, like, on shows and everything. I'm yeah. like, oh, my gosh. My beautiful. Big, my I need big to go fat there. Greek wedding is really, like, it really is the culture. If you go to Greece and you come home and watch my big fat Greek wedding, you'll laugh your head off. I have watched my big fat Greek yeah, wedding. Go to Greece and then come home. It's it's a lot like that in essence. But, you know, you've got to, like, well, we go there, we go to Philippi, which is the book of Philippians in Scripture. So you mm-hmm. get to literally see where Lydia was baptized. Um, and then also That's where cool. Paul broke out of prison. You get to see the yeah. whole, they're unearthing. Uh, all of Philippi, it's, it's actually a French or archaeological organization that's come in. Each time I come, they've pulled up more stuff. Last time I was there, they dug up the road because the road was over top of the ruins. Really? Reset mm. up the whole thing, and you're like, oh, my gosh. They're unearthing all kinds of things over there. So you get to see the whole ancient ruins, the scriptural ruins. The and like, yeah, yeah, you're like experiencing the scriptures. It's like a Civil War buff going to Gettysburg. Right, you know, those of us that are studying the scriptures get to literally sit where Paul was imprisoned. I just got you know? goosebumps when you were talking about that, and like we always talk about, like going to the Holy Land. That's yeah. like on my bucket list to yep. to go do because you read the scriptures and you see you you hear about it, and you see like um people like f- taking photos and stuff. Yeah. And like, oh my gosh, this is where this was yep. at. And so we go to Kavala, <laughs> which is the port where Paul came in. Okay. Um, the little island of Thassos is right there. We can go down there and we eat lunch by the sea. You know, so they get to do that. They get to experience the you know top five beaches in the world or in Greece. 
you know, and they get to experience um, the Greek people. I mean, the Greek economy is not good. You know, their their economy's been in a lot of trouble for about the last probably seven to eight years. Okay, I didn't even know that. And yeah. COVID didn't help much. The average Greek can live right now on 900 euros a month. And what is 900 euros? It's equivalent about to a $1,000 a month. Okay. And so economically, they're not well at all. Right. You know, so um, a lot of, uh, basically over there, there's a lot of suicide uh, with mm. older, uh, middle-aged to older men. Um, basically, when you get in debt and you don't pay it back in the Greek, Greek culture, you can be imprisoned. Oh, I didn't even oh, yeah. know that. So okay. you can get yourself in so much debt that it actually becomes a problem. Yeah, it's an that, offense in, yeah. in, the, in their culture. Yeah, there. You've got okay. a, a medical system that went more towards socialized medicine. When they did that in the broken down culture, a lot of the doctors went to Northern Europe. So you have a broken down medical system that unless you have money to get private insurance, you get really poor, poor care. You know, so when COVID hit, they didn't even have enough hospital beds in the ICUs. Mm. You know, so you had deaths that didn't need to be. You have, right. you have the refugee culture. I mean, I can go so far into the Greek culture. I mean, you've got refugees coming over. Um, I got to see the refugee crisis when the borders were open and when they were closed. I got to be on the island of um, oh, Lesbos, which is one of the islands where they'd come over from Turkey. Um, and see the camps mm -hmm. and to see them trying to, to get in boats and survive a six mile area from Turkey to Lesbos and not die. You know, it, it, to see all that and then your economy's already broken down and you have this culture, this Middle Eastern culture moving in. Right. So you have culture, this cult, sometimes these culture wars going on and not with the Greeks, but within their own cultures. Mm -hmm. You know, the, there's a lot of cultures within that that don't even get along. You have wars within the Middle Eastern cultures that are coming over, and you've got people who have no money now. I mean, you've got doctors and lawyers that were spending thousands of dollars to get there. It wasn't like they were poor people trying to get away. They were rich people. We met a diplomat's yeah. son, you know, on the port of Athens, hmm. you know. So, I mean, all these things and building relationship with them over time. And then our goal was is that, at that time of youth ministry for me, my goal was that we wouldn't just be short-term missions oriented. You know, we bring large teams in and then we just go. Because a lot of times the missionaries would tell us when you bring teams in short-term, it's, it's actually harder on us mm -hmm. than to just build relationships with an organization. And so when we went into Greece, it was my goal that we were going to build a long-term relationship. And that when we took youth over, we were going to invest in their youth and our youth, that they would actually spend their lives maintaining those relationships and we've seen some of that so we actually had one student she had graduated she ended up going back for three months falling in love with a refugee who found Jesus along the way and she married a Syrian refugee <laughs> he lives now in Sweden and she's trying to stay in Sweden long term so like we've seen stuff like that but it's they're, the Greek people just love so well. They're just they're, If there's anything to learn about the table, they're the ones that do the table well. And they do the food well, too. <laughs> I, I appreciate you sharing that about, yep. you know, the Greek culture in Greece itself. And I always think of, like, my grandma, like, gr grew up Italian and everything. Yeah. And, like, it, 
but there's that, a way. There's a way you yep. cook and a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and you just enjoy those stories yep. and the and the laughs and oh, and the jokes. And it's yep. so good. And I feel like at times as Americans, sometimes we let life get to us, and yep. you, you don't get to enjoy it as much as we should. Yeah. And I, I always think about, yeah. The Greek culture, eating mm-hmm. Italians, uh, just it's, grow, it's growing the Mediter- up. It's the Mediterranean, Mediterranean way. Yeah, it's it. It's the Mediterranean way that it really they, is that they share their love with their food and whatever mm-hmm. they brought. Like, we ended up at someone's house one day and they didn't have any food, and not because they didn't have it. It was just the time of day that we showed up. So mm-hmm. she had to go out to the garden, pick the strawberries, bring us the strawberries, so we had something to eat <laughs> while we had conversation. So it just. You know, they, they're just really all about life and conversation together and and maintaining that life. Right. You know, so. Something that we can all learn, oh, you yeah. know, so much. Oh, yeah. And I always think about, yeah, how was this made? Oh, it was made with love. It, it really was. Oh, they're yeah. like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. And I was like, so how would I be able to reciprocate <laughs> that at home? I have no clue. It's probably right. not going to taste as good. But right. yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, even some of your recipes little, little are like that way too. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard for me to do recipes. Just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, don't right. don't overdo it here. Don't overdo it. It's, it's flavors. You know, like I even added mint um, to the basil and the oregano that I did the pork the other day because mint is a, a Greek flavor. So I'm like, let's try it. I'm like, well, this is really interesting because they do add mint yeah. to everything. So yeah, it's Par- just flavors. Party in your mouth. You know, with yep. different flavors, and that's oh, what I Greek love. Greek food is totally a party yeah. in your mouth. It's awesome. So good. Let me end with this, if you don't mind. Yeah. Like, if people want to experience at the table of church, yeah, what, what can they get out of it? Uh, if they didn't listen to our, you know, full conversation, what's? Yeah, I mean, at the table church, our heart is just to do. I mean, our our goal is is persistent relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's an invitation, I believe, into the Trinity. Yeah. There's a communication. There's a life that goes on between the three of them. And I totally believe that scripture gives us the ability to get into, my mom likes to call it her small group, mm-hmm. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's her small group. And so she'll Great pull way. up a chair yeah. and she'll be the fourth one in the small group. <laughs> you know, there's Love an it. invitation to the table of those four, you mm-hmm. and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And what does that look like in relationship? You know, right. how do we relate with all those three as they're relating with one another? And then we say, and persistent pursuit with each other. We want to do life with people. We do. We yeah. do life around the table with people. And so the table is literally something that we believe is a part of what we do. Mm-hmm. It, it won't, um, I won't say what it won't look like, but our desire is it's, it's not, um, it won't feel typical. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there won't be chairs pointed towards a stage. If we do worship, it'll be in the center of the tables. Um, you know, there could be a sound system. Who knows? But the, everything will be done within a community context where we get to engage life together. And, and what we're believing for is that as the church continues to grow and we find the investors and finances to build a brick and mortar, that we get to invite the community into the restaurant side of things. And as the church takes on that as well. So the church is growing in that nucleus of also that, that restaurant at the same time. So... Right. Yeah. So, I mean, to start, it's, it's going to be, I mean, we're, we're talking about a soft launch September 11th. It will be at our interior design studio, Design & Co. or Omorphia Designs, Inc. Um, we're right there by Ideal Wedding, right off of the interstate. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're exactly putting the new we're Casey's. Yep. We're, right in, we're in a building right there behind um, Ideal Wedding. 
and we'll start there and we'll see what it looks like and like my mom is leading a group tonight we call it she gathers it's a group of ladies who gather together they're going through a podcast called pearls and a lot of us it's there's food and they're doing it around the table somebody made pies you know so they're having pies and they're gathering tonight and i think there's 11 women so we li- literally had to like start a group because people are like How, when can we start yeah you know so but there'll be worship there'll be engagement there'll be you know there'll be some teaching the style will be teaching and then hey let's talk about it you know we're hoping that everything that we do has some engagement and relationship right. to it and it's if you come in and think well i don't know anything i'm not saved or i want to learn about this community we hope that that will be the place for it too we're not going to have you know tables full of theological discussion unless that's who's at the table <laughs> you know if you come yeah. to the table you're like i'm just learning great just learn with us just grow with us there's no expectations um, a friend of mine town says, you know, messy people, messy life, you know, yeah. there's a messiness to it. There's an awkwardness to it. There's the introvert who comes to the table that sees the table differently than the extrovert, Yeah, that, that's you know? So it's, true. it's all a challenge of doing life together without those expectations that destroy what happens in the conversation of life. And mm-hmm. so that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're going after. So I think you guys are going to make a big difference here and bring so many people together you know yeah. different ethnicities cultures yeah. beliefs and yeah. what that may arise yeah. oh my gosh yep. the possibilities are endless so. we, we're like i said it's concept <laughs> it's like here we go I told my wife the other day i'm just gonna stop thinking about it and just start doing because every time i think about it i won't quit <laughs> <laughs> oh man you're doing good things thanks for being on the podcast Jared. oh thanks for having me no very inspiring and we'll put your information for people to check out at yeah. the table at the table I'm sure it should be done tonight, hopefully. Okay, perfect. We'll see. At least at least enough for people can gain all the information they need for now. And, so. and if you want good food too. Supper should, Club. Supper Club. Yeah. Jared's a good yeah. he's got some good Greek inspired food to yeah. check out and I know. Start I filling the calendar. You know, we'll, we'll probably we'll start uh, pushing to fill the calendar starting here in June. Okay. And then I'll be in I'll be in Greece for a couple of weeks and then we'll come back and we'll go at it again. So He'll come back with some more olive oil, yeah, ma- like, different recipes. Wait. Everybody's going to be like, I'm waiting until you come back. <laughs> then you'll be prepped and ready right. to rock and roll. Yeah, right, oh, right. Man. Oh, thanks again. Yeah, man. Yeah, Thank you for welcome. having me. Appreciate no it. Problem.